Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Cinema Sommelier, where, of course, we taste test movies. I'm Gary T. Moore. And I'm Zachary Wasileski. And today we're here to talk about the 2009 Anne Fletcher film, The Proposal. The Proposal, another classic rom-com featuring basically all of the rom-com tropes that you could imagine. Uh, It's a a movie with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and a whole bunch of ensemble cast as well. There's a lot of really awesome people in it. Mary Steenberg, Betty White, um, Craig T. Nelson, you name it. There's a good cast around this group. But it follows Sandra Bullock, who's this basically uptight editor for uh, a a company, um, like a book company. And her assistant is Ryan Reynolds. And it basically follows the him as her assistant submitting to all of her demands. And then she is Canadian and is going to get deported back to Canada because she forgets to fill out some paperwork. And she comes up with this plot that she will basically blackmail Ryan Reynolds into marrying her. Um, and they have to go on a trip to see Ryan Reynolds' family, which is in Alaska, not Canada, as we mentioned in the last episode. Um, and as you would imagine, the rom-com ensues of this. They're pretending to be in love, but really despise each other. And then they grow on each other in the long haul. And by the end, spoiler alert, it's a rom-com. There's romance. So did I miss anything, Gary? No, that was the whole thing. We can stop the podcast now. Uh, <laughs> sure, no. never. So let's start from the beginning. I think they laid it on a little thick. Okay, I really do. Um, who, who in particular? Like, was it the acting that was laid on too thick, or it was, was it the like acting, the writing? The right. It was a little bit of everything, to be honest. Okay. With you, right. So you see, you see, Sandra Bullock, businesswoman. Uh, nothing right. can stop me. Right, which is fine. Whatever. Um, and then you see Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I'm late. I'm late for work. And then Ryan Reynolds gets to work and he's like, oh, my God, uh, we got to have coffee. And then, uh, thank you. Oh, my God, you saved my life. Uh, I got to have coffee for myself. And <laughs> I got to have coffee for my witch of a boss. And, like, everyone's like, oh, uh, the witch is back. Oh, she's here and she's right. evil. And, like, everyone's scared of her. And I'm just like, Ugh. Come on. Like, it was, it was like, I get you needed to make somebody not likable in 30 seconds. Right. But like, I, I don't, it was, it was too like non-realistic. I agree. I mean, it, it's a rom-com and this is where like, I'm usually very particular about this kind of movie, right? Like rom-coms aren't my thing. And I think I've said that before on this podcast, but to a degree, I almost, need to find a way to separate like this type of movie isn't going to be something that's not that right like i think most rom-coms are usually over the top unrealistic like really just tropes of people in general that are filled with then tropes of the movie which then come together into a plot so this this definitely is that i i think i'm going to be the opposite here though because I actually enjoyed this one. Like, this is a, a very strange one where, like, I really, I love Ryan Reynolds and I love Sandra Bullock, and maybe that's like I'm just biased towards them. I, I think acting. so. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right, though. There, there are so many. I mean, the coffee scene where he like walks in, 
And this girl's just like falling over Ryan Reynolds just to like immediately be like, oh, look how sexy Ryan Reynolds is. And like, that's not to say that he isn't because he absolutely is. Accurate. Yes. But, but it's also like, yeah, come on. Like, that's just ridiculous. And you're in New York City. You're going to you're, you're telling me 20, 30 New Yorkers waiting in line right. at Starbucks are going to let preppy, preppy Ryan Reynolds pass by. You get beaten up. Like there oh would be God. a mob in that Starbucks. There's yes. no way. A Karen right. would call right. the cops. It would be done. <laughs> Right. So I, I think like despite the unrealistic things, like it's a rom-com. Like none of it is ever – like I've never seen a rom-com and been like this is super realistic because it's not. Like they're just trying to paint these visuals and these images to make you feel something. And this one, like I think it leaned – to me, I liked it more as a comedy than a romance because the romance part was the unrealistic part. The comedy part, I, I just thought their timing was fantastic. I – I will say that's true once they, spoiler alert, get to Alaska, right? Until before they got to Alaska, it was so like, so choppy, so slow, so kind of boring. And I get you have to set it up, but um, I, it just seemed like they were pushing. It it didn't seem genuine. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. It had the had they either shrunk the New York part out of it as much as possible or maybe extended it and not made it as rushed or as forced, I think that would be that, – that's a, a valid complaint. But once they get to Alaska, once they introduce the family, like I think that's where you really see the movie start to excel in my eyes and you get that Ryan Reynolds like kind of dry humor. Like his just delivery of lines is just so – I don't really care like he has in every movie he ryan reynolds really yeah, doesn't play yeah. anything different yeah. like he delivers all of his lines the exact same but it's always funny and it works in my yeah. eyes so i think that you have that and you have that mixed with sandra bullock who doesn't normally play this like tight wad person in movies mm-hmm. like she usually is the the nice level down to earth kind right. of yeah so this is yeah. different for her and i still think that she excelled and like it you could see the progression of her throughout the movie like she's starting with like the tight hair goes to alaska and starts warming up to the family and i mean again it's all tropes and it's all the rom-com stuff i don't think tightly wound sandra bullock worked and maybe that's the problem maybe that's it because it wasn't believable even if i hadn't seen sandra bullock in anything else but i'm from north carolina i've seen her in everything I'm a a 33-year-old male. I've seen her in everything, (laughs) right? Um, I I think that, you know, it wasn't Meryl Streep and Devil Was Prada, right? Of course not. No one's ever competing with that, though. And and, and I I get that. I get that. But there was nothing almost, like, genuinely bad about her, really, except for, like, uh, I'm uh, I'm a boss. Uh, Get those pamphlets to me. (laughs) I need Oprah. Like, it was just... Uh, and here's another thing. If we want to go, I, I understand tropes, and and uh, I will. I have one movie that I completely agree uh, or disagree with. That is a perfect romantic comedy, and that is okay. uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, I don't think that really that has tropes, yes, but it's yeah. so genuine and so realistic and so funny. I think I, maybe we should pick that movie. I don't know. Maybe maybe um, we should. <laughs> well, we didn't. We're here now. That's true. And we've 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 made the bed. We have to lie in it. Right. Um, but where was I going? I was going on a tangent. Oh, and I, uh, you're going to tell me 
that as perfect of assistant as Ryan Reynolds was, he, I guess it would have been his fault that the papers didn't get completed in the first place. And, oh, I know every detail about you. I know tattoos, scars, whatever, whatever. But I forgot to do, and maybe it was on purpose. And if it was, I would like to see a little bit of that. I want to see that. that Him that, trying to get her deported. You want that in the movie? Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> if she's such an evil boss, that would have been a, a fairly decent plot line. Like somebody right. shredded think- the papers. Somebody lost them on the way or whatever. I think that's fair. And like they definitely could have. I feel like they just were like we don't care. Like this is just such a minor plot hole. I mean, it, it's a pretty big plot hole if you think about it's it. It's the entire like, plot hole of the it's entire movie. It's the, like, the whole movie is based on the fact that she didn't fill out this paperwork. But yeah, you're right. She has an assistant. She would have 100% had that on her calendar, had the assistant do it. Whatever the case may be, like the fact that she didn't do it is surprising because that's why she has an assistant is for those exact moments. So yeah. And maybe, yeah. It, maybe if they would have highlighted something about like uh, two weeks, Ryan Reynolds wasn't there a year ago or something, some little thing like, Oh, that's when you went home last time or a little kind of whatever. But that didn't make sense. I feel so weird being on the opposite side of this argument as I normally am. <laughs> like usually I'm the one who's hating on plot holes and like small facts, but it's also like I don't expect that in this movie. I don't know. Maybe maybe I've just changed my tune. I mean, I and you know, it, maybe it's just this I you can do better. It's like this not you, right. but the movie can do better. <laughs> it's like that thing of when like you go to uh, like a local community theater show and it's like you're making these like uh, you're suspending your disbelief too much and too much and too much you yeah. shouldn't have to do that community theater and and actors as well are just there you have the same abilities right you have the same uh, things and you can make things work and I think that that dropped the ball and that was that was annoying to me uh, it was a pretty big plot hole it, it is it is but so I'm I'm going to go into stuff that I liked about the movie and I'll see if I, at this point yeah. I'll try to convince yeah. you that it's yeah. maybe a little bit better of a movie. Okay. I think going back to the comedic timing of, of the delivery of everything, talking about their engagement story, like how did he propose? That was, good. That was fun. Yeah. I think when you had everybody in a room together, I mean, Betty White's like, how'd you do it? And Again, it plays off of the trope of like the guy needs to be this like big, tough, like I did this huge romantic gesture and Sandra Bullock's character is basically like, oh, he had this like stupid little thing and he's like, man, I'm getting embarrassed in front of my family. And so like the back and forth dynamic between like them piecing together this story that didn't happen is – I th- it was it was so perfect, and then they followed up with the kiss that kind of like led into that was awkward. That was their... hella awkward. Yeah, but like that's kind of what I think I loved about the movie is like there was always that awkward sense of like this shouldn't exist. Like the the situation that they're in is super awkward. That's true. So I'm like okay. it's hilarious. I don't know, but I, maybe I just find awkward funnier than you do. I no, I here's the thing. I love awkward. I okay. do. Um, I, I don't, and I've, we've ran into a lot of things and I'm, I'm sure you have being in the current relationship status that you're in where people are like, Oh, a kiss. That was just weird to me. I don't, cause like, I'm not a, I, I don't, I'm not a big like affection 
in right. public, especially like, like we're not going to make out in public. I'm not right. going to make out at the drop of a hat when you. Your family's not to, demanding that of you. Yeah, yeah it's a little <laughs> weird, right? Um, I did think it was funny. I, I and the thing is, I love the way I positive thing. I do love the way they played off of each other because Sandra right. Bullock also has this like underlying like I'm going to say the last line and it's going to be under my breath, but it's going to be super funny. The same as Ryan Reynolds does, right? This very dry right. delivery, and right. I, I've always thought that was right. funny. Um, and and I think I think that that notion worked. Yep. I think that um, that kind of thing worked. But as far yep. as her business character, as I said, eh, not not for me. In in all honesty, I think that most of my enjoyment of this movie comes with that dynamic between those two. Like if they had any other person in those two main roles. I don't think I'd like this movie nearly as much as I do. Maybe I still would. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't. I really don't know. But I think that they filled the cast in such a perfect way. Like I think that I can see all of those things. I don't have as much of an issue as you did with like Sandra Bullock playing this like tight knit New Yorker. Like I, I, it is what it is. I, I don't really see her in that. But I think seeing her progression out of that was more realistic because I think she was going towards more of what she's good at, which is that like kind emotional person. So like having her like talking about her family and like getting a little bit choked up, but still having the humor involved in it, laying in bed and like talking about her and first like, concert. Like, There's a those lot of emotion. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And if it were, if it were an, what an hour long film, I think I would have loved it. I think it would have been great. It, if it was just, the journey, like if you got like a quick little Star Wars thing, the scroll, <laughs> you've been like, you know, these, yeah, like we're going to set the scene up. These right. two people. <laughs> Sc- scrolling people. text in the beginning. <laughs> right? Two years ago, Ryan Reynolds didn't fill out this paperwork. And here we are and it pans <laughs> down and you're in gorgeous Alaska. I thought it was really pretty. I thought the whole movie was really pretty. So – I I will I will say so I've I've given it praise for the comedic timing the people okay. I think that there's still there are things that I didn't like or I felt I just felt super awkward with <laughs> and maybe I'm not the audience for oh, it yeah, yeah. so Oscar Nunez is in this film like Oscar it's from the Office weird. Oscar I Nunez feel, yeah I don't like his character I really like don't like his character at all too <sighs> awkward like it's. To a level that I'm like, I don't support how uncomfortable you're making everybody around you. But everyone in that town is super supportive of like how awkward yeah, he I is. Get, and yeah, no, here's the thing. I get if he was the awkward guy at the store. I get if he was solely the awkward guy as the male entertainment. I get if he was right. the awkward guy as the preacher. But the fact that he was all of them, right? it's kind of weird. Like he's every side character you, in this you, town. You, you have money. You have a ton of resources. <laughs> right. The family owns the town. Why? And I, the thing is, Oscar, if you're listening to this, I love you. I think you're hilarious, <laughs> but it, it was weird. Like, and, and, and I don't, I don't want anyone to think I didn't mind him uh, 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 dancing. I thought that was hilarious, but some of the other relationship you don't it's not one it was weird he was a creep after that like it, that's where i started drawing the line and saying like no yeah. like you're dancing sure like you're like oh i was i like the dynamic of like he shows up first as like basically like a cocktail waiter in their house 
And then the next time you see him, he's doing the erotic oh, dancing. Fuck. I'm like, that's great, great juxtaposition. Awesome. Funny. Perfect. Absolutely. Yes. Then you're like, now he owns the shop and he's like dancing around the shop towards her. And Dude, I'm like, I'm creeped out. Now you're being the efficient of their way. Yeah. Way far. Why is this one. a thing? Who let that Why? happen? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Another yeah, yeah. Another thing is why was the girlfriend there? Why was she introduced? <laughs> they really they didn't fill any really plots yeah, really no purpose. Right. Except for, oh, I used to have this genuinely nice girl, and here's a 20-second backstory, and right. now we're not together. I feel like it was a distraction. Like, there, there is that element as you're going through there the movie. Enough of one. There wasn't enough of one. That's No, I think you're right. I think you're right. But there's the element of, like, as I was watching it, you're like, is he going to be more interested in it? Like, is this going to be, like, a love triangle thing? But then they just never played into it. They're just like, no, it's fine. Like she's just a nice Alaska girl. Yeah, there was that scene in the uh, in the what in the internet cafe where like you see right. her look out and like you kind of see this like jealousy coming over Sandra Bullock. I wanted like a hug or like a kiss on the cheek, some kind of affection, so that there'd be something later. But it was like, mm, nope, I'm just working. I work. Like right. there was no reason for her character at all. Right. I'm glad that actress got work. Whoever she, I don't really know who she is. Right. I'm glad she got work, but there was, she was just kind of, we should have had Oscar as the ex-girlfriend. And I think <laughs> that would have been a lot more because he's filling everybody else's. So the Gertrude, which is a horrible name for Gert, call, a small town, Gert. pretty girl. Right. It's just a, it's just a weird name. I think the name choices were strange. Like Sandra Bullock as Margaret is also a, a weird name for her. Like it just, she's just not a Sandra or she's, she's not it's a like, Margaret. Call me Maggie. And so, she insisted on Margaret. If we would have gotten a little story right. of like, that was my mother's name. Like, or that was some, give right. me some, you have it there. It's there. Right. I want a little bit more. Right. But I, so I don't know how to say her name. Gertrude's um, actress, Malin Ackerman, I believe. Um, she's also she's she's really good in other movies I've seen her in. Like I just recently watched The Final Girls, um, which is just like a very much horror trope movie, like making fun of all of the like '80s tropes. Fantastic, and I think she like played that role so well. And she's in a bunch of other things. Um, like Rock of Ages and Watchmen and and other things like that. So she's she's really good. She just had such a small role in this, and it yeah, really it didn't. Just weird, it. yeah. I think it was it was just to add an extra level of dimension to like the building relationship between Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. But I, I I kind of agree. I kind of disagree. I like her in it, but I also think that you could have done more with it or or done something different with it. Yeah, it was just like. Uh... Give give me and I I it's weird that I'm saying give me more, but I want more substance. I want more yeah. you know exposition. I want more something. I I mean, I I like the simple ish plot. Okay, what? Okay, the the immigrant sea agent, whatever you call them. That, yeah. He, what that was? Why are you that invasive? Yeah. Like I get it. If ah. It was weird. Why are you that upset that this and then like you're gonna skip the line at the uh, at the immigrancy place or whatever, and then you're gonna get called right. back to the off? No, that doesn't happen. They're gonna they're gonna <laughs> deport you after you wait in line for three hours. That's right. what's gonna happen. Right. I, so 
I'll give my stance on this and I'm interested in what you think of it because you're one of the funniest people that I know in terms of comedic timing and, and comedy is one of those things when you put it in theater, whether it's movies, TV, whatever, that you need to have a sense of timing, but you also need to take a lot of chances. Yes. And I feel like this movie takes an abundance of comedic chances some of them I think panned out. Some of them I think you're like a bit far, especially in today's – like 2009 maybe was a different atmosphere yeah. than the type of strict view that we put on things that push the line. Like comedy is just tough because you have to tiptoe the line but know where that line is. Yeah. I think this movie steps over the line a couple times – a lot of times yeah. in fact. And we'll get to one of the moments I'm sure later. But – um it's – I think those are instances where I'm like, you kind of went far. Like you went too far with your comedy. And not even in like a, a good way. Like, right. like and, and I, of course, I I say very inappropriate things all the time. And I, I do tiptoe that line. And sometimes, of course, you're going to go too far. But you have an editing room. You have a, a, a team of hundreds and yep. thousands of people that are making this movie happen. And you're yep. just going to accept everything off the floor? Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it is about taking those risks and stuff like that. And, and some of them were, were very highly rewarded. A lot of them right. just weren't. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, just it, yeah. Timing of the, the two mains and of course, Betty White, Jesus Christ, Betty White right. is a national treasure. And I thought she was fantastic <laughs> even in her little, she did like this dance, this Native American the headdress. dance. Yeah, it's a lot. And I, I looked up the tribe. It is a legit tribe of the Pacific Northwest that she was a part of or that her grandparents were a part of. And I honestly thought it was so very funny when Sandra Bullock was singing uh, Get Low. I thought that was great. Yep. But it's really dampered by – how uncomfortable you are yeah. in the world that we live in now to be like, that's not something that you should do. Like that's very inappropriate yeah. and I'm not a part of that culture. And I don't think that anyone who is would be appreciative of that being a comedic part. Yeah. I mean, it was a, uh, it, it was a legit tribe. It, it is. Right. I don't know. And I know you have ancestry. I don't know where I'm going with that, to be honest with you. I have no idea. If it's not as funny as it actually is, it would be extremely inappropriate. Yes. Like they needed to make that very, very funny by having Git Low in there. Yes. Or else it would have been just horrifying. Absolutely awkward. And and it goes back yes. to those risks. It's one of those things yes. where I don't think like did it all pay off? I don't know. But seeing Sandra Bullock do From the Window to the Wall was <laughs> hilarious and so out of character Amazing. and great. Uh, so, yeah, uh, inappropriate, but, I mean, still kind of funny. And I think that <laughs> if anyone can get away with that, Betty White can get away with that. <laughs> uh, but we've spent a lot of time talking about the inappropriateies. That's not a word. <laughs> Why did I say that? Yeah. Um, anyway. Inappropriateness. Inappro that would be the word. What, is, what does inappropriateies even mean? Jesus. It's nothing. It's nothing. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. 
Uh, so let's do our little uh, 60 second spit takes on these movies and get cool. to rating and uh, comparing. So I will let you go first since you have a better, probably a more positive opinion on this. <laughs> that That is true. All right. So this movie, I'm going to keep harping on the same things that I loved about it because that's the reason why I loved it. And I want to talk about those things. But I'm going to bring up two specific instances where I think it's hilarious the first one being when Sandra Bullock is outside on the phone with um, one of the guys that is one of the writers, and she has the dog, and the dog gets picked up by the giant hawk bird thing, whatever it is in Alaska. And eventually the hawk steals her phone, and she's trying to like sacrifice the dog back to the bird to get it. I think that was hilarious. I also think when Sandra Bullock leaves the like stripping girls time thing and she walks outside and she has the shrimp cocktail in her hand and she just walks back out and she goes be free free (laughs) and i'm like that's hilarious and like it just didn't need to be in there but it was just so perfect so well done i think that it was great and sandra bullock is fantastic and i mean her and ryan reynolds are fully nude in this film even though they're covered up and i think that that takes some some guts to do that but kudos to both of them In terms of my rating and my wine, I'm going to say this movie is one of the better rom-coms I've seen, even though it's a trope of a lot of other rom-coms. I think that it's just really well put together and it took a lot of risks that I think paid off and was beneficial for it. I'm going to give it a 76, um, which again, high, sure, for a rom-com, but I'm going to scale it on my rom-com scale and say that it's one of the better ones. Um, Maybe only Crazy Stupid Love would beat it for me. In terms of a wine, it spends a lot of time in the cold, and I'm also from upstate New York, which is pretty darn cold, and I know that they have really good Rieslings up there, so I'm sure Alaska has some really good sweet white Rieslings. Feels like something that you would want to watch of just like a sipping sweet wine while watching this movie anyway, so I'm going to stick to a Riesling. Okay, yeah, noted. Whew, okay, so... 60 seconds. Um, I think this movie at least starts out slow, boring, uh, doesn't, doesn't have steam. It's full of just like, oh, um, it's like that John Mulaney bit, uh, where he's like, I'm, uh, I'm Merrill Lynch. Got it. It was very kind of like, this is stereotypical business in New York. You have to go fast. You need coffee. Uh, we have to answer to the, the high and mighty, which is not God, but it's your boss. And be careful. Oh, you're fired. <laughs> that was too much. I don't think Sandra Bullock plays a good part in that. Um, as I think I've made clear in these last 30 minutes. Um, I, I, I will say the comedy combined. Uh, with the two and with, with Mary Steenburgen and with even Craig T. Nelson. He wasn't funny. He's just, I just love Craig T. Nelson. Um, right. And and with Betty White, of course, I enjoyed the second half of the movie. And I think that the second half, I would watch this as like a TV special. If someone was like, oh, Gary, the proposal's on. Uh, it's like an hour long HBO movie. Do you want to watch it? I'd be like, yeah, we'll try it out. And if it was just that to that with, like I said, the Star Wars scroll, Star Wars scroll, pretty sure I would have liked it a lot better. Um, uh, as far as a rating is concerned, I'm going to go 49. Okay. Which is uh, 50 to 74 is not recommended. So I'm going under, 
than not recommended. Worse than not recommended. I my thing <laughs> is I wouldn't I wouldn't really recommend this to anybody. It was fine. Um, I can't wait for this director's next work, which is Hocus Pocus 2, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, God. Um, and as far as the wine I'm going to compare it to, you know, I'm going to go with the classiness of a box wine because <laughs> some people love it. It's just not something I can enjoy. We're back to the box wine. We're back to box wine. Um, <laughs> If, if it was the first half of the movie, I wouldn't give it any drink because it bored me so much. And it's not even a long movie. But anyway, that's I can go on for another episode. I did like the length being an hour and 46 minutes or whatever. Let's get into what we're going to go with next, uh, which is going to be like what right at our next episode uh, should air uh, the first day of Hanukkah. So let's see Hanukkah if we can, movie. Get, we can get something Hanukkah holiday related. So let's spin that wheel. All right. We have we do have a Hanukkah movie that is Call Me By Your Name. I didn't know that this one was a Hanukkah movie. Absolutely but not. I guess our research has indicated that this is a Hanukkah movie. It's a 2017 coming-of-age romance drama film directed by – I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Luca – Guadagnino. 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 Please fix this in the comments. Please fix this in the comments. <laughs> Please give us some accurate spelling and how to say this. Uh, Editors, again. can you fix this in post and just make this appropriate? <laughs> right. Um, no, the, this movie, I mean, it's Timothy Chalamet. So we're going to have another Timothy Chalamet. Obviously, it's going to be great. Um, our, our editors have just come back and said, no, they will no, not be fixing that in no. post. So... We're, we're good. Cool. <laughs> um, but we're going to come back in a couple weeks and we are going to do Call Me By Your Name. It was a good award season movie too. I'm excited. I've never seen this one. So this will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, grab your Italian stuff. And your army hammer. <laughs> uh, oh. And... and- Meet, meet us in... We never uh, know where these things are taking God place. God bless it. Is Thank it, you. Is it California? Could it be California? <laughs> no, I don't it's, know. It's definitely Canada. Italy. Um, oh, Italy? It, they're in Italy? Lombardi, Italy. Ah, it is Italy. Uh, so thank you for for watching, for listening to Cinema Sommelier, where we taste test movies. I, of course, am Gary T. Moore. And I'm Zachary Wachaleski. And Come and join us in a couple weeks. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We should start looking up where these movies are taking place. (laughs)